Thank you. That was read your Bible sermon. I'm just so amazed there's so many of you out here still a little bit. That's good. Aaron's here. Aaron went skiing and broke five things, and he's here. That's, that's just awesome. Let me do uh, one more thing that's kind of personal, and I'm going to have Matt come up and talk about deliverance, and then we're going to move into a lab time and break some devil off our lives, okay? That's where we're heading, barring the Holy Spirit allows us to do that. Um, I have on my life, and pardon me talking for a moment about me, but there are two primary things that happen around me and where I go, and it's, that it's an Antioch and a Samuel call are the best way to do these. Michelle, do we have these notes? Are you back there? Yeah, great. An Antioch and a Samuel call. And you've heard this a little bit, but I want to say it to you. I want to make some declarations, set the order again so we can go forward, and I'm just a big repeater of things, so here we go. My name is Sam. It's really Samuel. The Holy Spirit dealt with me in the last, well, through my life about that name, really increased in my 40s. Started hearing in my private time the Lord saying your name's Samuel on purpose. It's all, and I'm like, well, yeah, I like it. It's a Bible name, and I'm a junior, and so I get it. But he, no, 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 it's on purpose. I, start, I don't really know what that means. I start reading for Samuel a little bit more. I like it. It's a good story. Um, and then um, I started having prophetic people that did not know that was happening to me come up and go, I don't know what the deal is, but I feel like I'm supposed to tell you your name's Samuel on purpose. Oh, really? And I just snickered. I didn't, I didn't even tell them. Your name's Samuel on purpose. In fact, a couple of those people call me Samuel to this day. They won't call me Sam anymore, and I didn't ask them to do that. But they're so into that and the revelation. So I leaned into that, and two main things happened for me. I had a prophetic guy who's ministered in this area. They work with a prophetic organization out of North Carolina, um, and he was prophesying over me, and he prophesied um, about me being Samuel. And he said, like Samuel, you are, and he said, you are to lay down, you're laying down near the presence. I don't know if you remember, 1 Samuel 3, Eli's got a house. Samuel, the boy, is laying by the Ark of the Covenant. He's like, I don't want anywhere. I got a pallet right by the Ark of the Covenant. And so he said, you're to lay by the presence of the Lord, and you're to listen and hear the word of the Lord. And he gives me this word, and there's some other dynamics and things around it, but that's, that'll suffice us for the moment. And then I remember where I was, on the highway, in El Dorado, in front of Orshelands, in El Dorado, Kansas, with Amy in the passenger seat, when the Lord says to me, you're Samuel, you're not a king, you're supposed to raise up kings. And it was a moment for me. It was a trajectory. Here's, here's the thing that came after it. It wasn't as clear a sentence, but it was, and some of you might be going, what are you talking about? You heard. It was almost like the Lord, I heard a guy do this. It's like the Lord hacked my thoughts. He hacked my thoughts and this free flow of consciousness that I do, thinking thoughts, I need to go to Orchlands and get another bail, whatever, that was gone. I was suddenly in this place where I hear this voice. It's my voice, but it's like, it's a puppet, it's a hand puppet for the Lord to come and speak to me. So inside me, what audible, he says this phrase, you're Samuel on purpose, I want you to raise, you're not a king, raise up kings. Immediately after, I felt from the Holy Spirit, most of your temptation in ministry is you trying to be a king and people trying to make you a king. And what that meant, and I've had people do crazy things, uh, anyway, wanting to go and build ministry and blah, 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 blah. And I would love to be king. <laughs> I've got pride issues, I've always had them and still working on them at 53. But... When that word came, 
It was a trajectory-setting thing that put me in a place of service, got me in agreement with the Holy Spirit that set me on a trajectory that I'm going to spend my life not building a ministry. I'm going to spend my life building ministers. I'm going to spend my life like Samuel who raised up Saul, but then he raised up David. That's one I like to focus on. He raised up David, and he began to raise kings up in that time. Does this make sense? So there's my biblical metaphor And it applies in two ways. Number one, the whole body of Christ is the royal priesthood. Does everybody ever in here know you're kings and queens? Not just a matter. You literally are going to reign on the earth forever. And so we're in the warm-up practice right now. Most believers are walking around like paupers, walking around with less than what they've got. And so I have a mission, as maybe all preachers do, to try to enrich you and empower you not to do my thing, but to do your thing. Secondly, is I believe everybody's called to the ministry. And I believe specifically he's got equippers, but I think he's called people to the ministry. So I want to help people unlock their destiny and raise up their king. So I sat with a guy from Heston. He's not here tonight. He's here a lot. And I said, dude, you're a king, and I'm going to help you do reign in your kingdom. I'm going to help you in your sphere of influence, in your assignment, activate and shift Heston. And da, 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 da. I'm all in with you being your servant. And so that's my heart in a major way. So I want to read a couple of verses, and you might wonder why I'm talking about this. In 1 Samuel 1.28, it says, Hannah, therefore I have lent him. Hannah, his mom, had prayed and said, I've given him to the Lord as long as he lives. He's lent to the Lord, and she began to worship there. Samuel was birthed out of a place of prayer, 1 Samuel 2.26. And the nice boy, isn't that funny? Samuel continued to grow both in stature and favor with the Lord and also with man. 1 Samuel 2.35, and I will raise up for myself, this is a phrase that's said from another prophet, a faithful priest, not like Eli, who shall do according to what's in my heart and my mind, and I'll build him a sure house, and he shall go in and out before my anointed, Jesus, forever. 1 Samuel 3, now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord, not to the people, to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. It says in verse 3, and then the lamp of God had not yet gone out. Samuel was lying down and he near the ark of God and he heard, remember that? Samuel, Samuel, and he thinks it's Eli. And then Eli says to him, this life mission for him, go and say, if you hear the voice again, say, speak for your servant is listening. First Samuel 7, 16 through 17. And I'll, just two more and I'll be done. And he went on a circuit. This is Samuel's life, a prophetic life, not a king in one place. He went on a circuit year by year, Bethel, Gilgal, Mizpah, and judged Israel in those places. Then he would return to Ramah, his home, and there also he judged or led, is a good way you could see that, led Israel by the presence of the Lord. First Samuel sixteen thirteen. Then Samuel took the horn of oil anointed David in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord rushed on David from that day forward, and Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. I share all this for this. Number one, you need to see I'm a guy who's been grappling with the ministry my whole life. So are you. Everybody grapples with it. I want to tell you my process, not so you just know about me, though that's important secondarily, I'm going to show you, but I want to tell you that because you all can have this journey. This has been a journey for me of unpacking why am I born? Why am I named this? Why am I in America? Why was I born in this century? I've, I have those weird thoughts. Why wasn't I a Chinese kid, you know, 700 years ago? I, don't, I know that's a weird thought, but I want to know why I'm here. Why am I in this generation? So I press in. I think you ought to ask that question too. 
Why were you born at this place, this time? Why do you have that name? Why are you in that family? Why are you in this geographical area? Those are important questions. And so you can be in a journey. Listen, I believe only people, this is, I need to be careful because the Lord will intervene even when we're not seeking, but God gives this information to people who are hungry, who are seeking it. Now, I don't want you to be self-obsessed, but I think you need to be asking, Lord, why am I on planet Earth? I know you love me, and I know you saved me for more than just getting me out of hell to go to heaven. What am I to dispense for your glory? What am, what's my call? What's my mission? I think you need to be asking that question. I think it's a healthy believer's question to be asking and then go on a journey and begin to document and have stories about that. Everybody in this room should have an unveiling story of your purpose and why you're alive. Secondarily then, why this is important for me to share with you, is that I have a vested interest in all you getting there. This is my life. I thought it was to build ministries and churches. I'm not, there is nothing. I'm supposed to, I exist to help you walk out your destiny. And to walk out your call because in some sense you're all kings and queens with a sphere of influence. And so we want to help you in this ministry and it's not obviously just me. There's multiple on our team. There's multiple people that have this kind of vision. But I'm committed to that. Secondly, Antioch. We're in Antioch. We're in Antioch and so wherever, it used to be in El Dorado, now it's here. And what I mean by that, it's kind of a similar principle but wherever we go is where Antioch is for us. We're not the only one. There's, a, there's thousands of Antiochs, in a, in, in, and there's a bunch in our city. We're not the only one, but we are in Antioch. And what I mean by that is Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Mahin. There's five guys basically there. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting in Antioch. A Gentile play. While they were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit speaks. Set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on two of the five and sent them out. It was the birth of the apostolic ministry of the Apostle Paul right there. Okay? A whole bunch of people, everything had been in Jerusalem. A bunch of people got saved. Some scattered saints went up to Antioch, started sharing the gospel with us you know, uncircumcised Gentiles, Every, a ton of people start getting saved and responding to the gospel, suddenly Antioch becomes the base for the whole rest of the book of Acts. And Antioch is a base where it sends people. There's lots of prayer, lots of revelation. It's teachers and prophets that are there, lots of revelation, and they're sending, 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 sending. And so I need to say that to you because that's what you're at right now. This is not church. You're the church. Obviously, I have some ecclesiology about that. But you're at an Antioch. This is Antioch. Everywhere we go, we're setting up Antioch. And what that means is, is that you interact with prophetic and teaching. You, it, 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 it intersects and touches you in a culture of prayer. And then we send you out. Our goal isn't to build this thing. Our goal is to equip, equip, equip and get you out going. And to get you ministering. And so that's probably true at some measure with some places, but I've got some crazy stuff around me that I can't do um, because of the allegiance to this. So our vision, I'm going to end this, and I'm going to bring Matthew up. I'm, I'm asking the Lord afresh for the grace and the opportunity 
to interact with at least 100 house churches in the city of Wichita. I want to help churches stir and plant, and that's small groups of people that are actually all ministering together. Little houses of prayer all over the city in certain neighborhoods. I think almost everyone in this room is called to be, if not lead, a house church. To be among a group of saints. If you're around this, that's what we want to do. I don't know how to do this and assimilate you and come into Equip. Equip exists to help you go plant a church yourself. And so we want to help you do that. I think you need to consider it. Dale Dutcher's got him one right now on the internet. <laughs> and once COVID's over, y'all will probably meet live a little bit. But it's, anybody, it's, it's people from 3 to 15. And it's not some little container group off the side of us. You're an autonomous independent, spirit-led, praying, moving by the power of the Spirit Church, okay? I want to see a hundred of those, at least in our city, planted all over that are ministering in power, and all of you have the grace and the ability to do that. This is not a house church plan, I promise you. This is a plan to unleash the body of Christ. I want to unleash you to do the dynamic things that are inside you, and so, Father, I pray in, the G- in Jesus' name, as people interact with Antioch, that it would have an activating dynamic. I pray you would break all audience stuff off of everybody that comes in here. Break all watching somebody else do it off of everybody that walks in this room ever on a Saturday night. <laughs> Does everybody know what I just prayed? It's, 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 just, it's like a shroud on the body of Christ. The audience, watch the dynamic guy or gal do the thing from the front. And then sometimes I participate in a little bit of stuff. we got to get free of it. And I think the Lord's doing it. So, Father, in Jesus' name, rip the shroud off. Look, the audience-based thing. Take the just viewer Watching, not participating, just break it off of us, Lord. And I just pray you would unleash, and I'm I'm saying all this tonight, Lord, because I'm asking for a new level, double portion grace to actually walk out this thing we've been working with for years. Pray for a new grace to send, to raise up kings and queens in this room, to send them out and, and unleash kingdom possibility uh, for your glory's sake. God, I pray for a pioneering spirit in people's hearts to begin to break through and break in. Pray for neighborhoods to be changed. Pray for the propagation of the kingdom and not of a quip. And so, Father, do a miracle here and multiply the kingdom out from this place, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.